0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. This is not going to Jericho. He is planning to move through Jericho. He's, he's moving through it. He's passing through it. He's not planning on staying, okay? Okay. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. I wish they would have said a, a wee little man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Anybody know that song? Should we just sing it just for a minute? Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. That's enough. All right. <laughs> he was the chief tax collector and he was wealthy. The chief tax collector. So this guy's in charge. He's the leader. He's collecting taxes. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but he was a wee little man. He was short, and he could not see because of the crowd. So let's get the visual correct. Jesus is passing through. He's moving. There's a crowd following. The crowd is so big that you can't even see who the guy is that's talking. So they're starting to climb trees to be able to see down who is this guy. It's a massive Crowd, So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and at once welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Lord, look, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost to kind of get some context around this it's helpful to know why was Zacchaeus such a sinner as the bible calls him why was he a scoundrel and that day the tax collectors were were overtaxing people for what they owed the government and they would take this money as they do any taxes of a government they were taking the taxes to fuel the government which at that time was the roman government so they're fueling caesar's Mission And Caesar is raising up this Roman force, this militant army. The Roman army, they're taking over the known world. Rome is marching through and, and the Roman Empire is massive. So they're taxing these people to fuel this, this militia that's going to eventually come and wipe them out. Does that make sense? Y'all tracking with me? So Jesus comes walking in and he sees the leader of the guy funding the Roman empire he sees him and he says i'm going to stay at your house jesus wasn't going to stay jesus was passing through y'all with me i'm going somewhere else but he pumps the brakes and he says there's something else more important than wherever i'm getting ready to go is i need to have an encounter with this person i need to stop and engage someone anybody get super busy and you don't want to engage anyone just me okay That was me. That's me right now, all right? Uh, Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you in life. Like, I just would rather go do this, this, and this. I would rather just watch my TV show. I'd just rather sit in my chair. I'd rather just do anything else other than be with people. I don't like people. People can be hard. People can be demanding. People are, they're they're sucking life out of you, right? And Jesus says, I need to stop, and I want to engage this guy. This would be like, in our day, this would be like Jesus Having all of the options around him. He could have stayed at anybody's house. The religious leaders are there. He could have gone to the pastor's house. He could have stayed with the, the local governor. He could have stayed at anybody's house. He could have stayed at a bunch of righteous people's houses. And he chose to stay at the leader of ISIS. Right? That's what he's doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang with you. And it freaks everybody out. Like, What is he doing? Jesus, they're they're funding our own demolishment and you're going to hang with that guy. Jesus says, yeah, I'm not just going to hang with him. I'm going to spend the night at his house. I'm going to go with you and we're going to eat together, which was the biggest sign of fellowship and friendship was to break bread with one another. And Jesus has this moment. I want to talk to us this morning about the four E's of impact And Jesus had impact on this man named Zacchaeus who was a major, major player in the day. The empathy, the definition of empathy says the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, the experience of another. Jesus has this empathetic moment here for Zacchaeus And it's really, really cool because Jesus knew what he was about to do the chapter before. If you would, flip with me just back one chapter to Luke 18. In Luke 18, Jesus tells a couple parables. One of the parables is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, who just happened to be his audience coming up. And Jesus tells this parable, and and basically the parable goes like this. He says there's two men, they head off to go pray. We all good? Hey, this happens often. So, so feel free to listen to, to another teaching if you want to over there. Usually it's phone calls, it's whatever. Um, but there's two men that go off to pray. One is a Pharisee, one is a tax collector. The Pharisee would have been their pastor, okay? The Pharisee was the religious leader. So the pastor walks in to the prayer meeting and he says, oh God, thank you that I'm awesome. Thank you that I have no sin in my life. Thank you that I'm not this guy, the tax collector, who has all kinds of sin and he's hated by everyone. Thank you that I'm loved and I'm amazing. And he has this big boastful prayer. The other guy, the tax collector, says he walks in to the prayer meeting so full of shame. He puts his head down. He can't even look up to God. He beats his chest asking, for forgiveness and Jesus says which one does God delight in more the tax collector all day because it's a picture of his heart he says I'm going with that guy more than the the righteous religious leader I want the broken and the humble he then goes on and as he's continuing to walk the rich young ruler comes up to him and the rich young ruler's running up and he says what must I do to be saved Jesus says sell everything you have give it to the poor and follow me rich young ruler said, is there anything else? Is there a different way I could go? Uh, I'm pretty loaded. My house is amazing. That yacht sitting right there, that's mine, and I love it. Um, Surely. Any other ideas? Nope. He says, I want you just to sell it all and follow me. The rich young ruler turned away sad that he had to give it all. Jesus is basically saying, if y'all can just hang on one more chapter I'm going to flesh this thing out for you. I'm going to show you exactly what this looks like. So he walks through Jericho. He's passing through. And wouldn't you know it, the rich young ruler is the tax collector. And Jesus meets him. And this thing of empathy where you're able to connect with someone else's situation, put yourself in their reality, and try to meet them where they're at is empathy. We have the opportunity to look at people's lives and we can sit back and grade their paper and say, well, they should have done this decision, they could have done this differently, I would have done that, that would have saved their marriage, they wouldn't have had to do this financially, their lives would have been good. Unfortunately, I don't know about you, I'm not able to make everybody's decisions in life, I really wish I could, because your life would be probably a little bit better. We can look at them and judgmental. we can look at them and think this, this and this, or we can come with compassion and say, instead of judging, I just want to walk alongside. And Jesus jumps in with the chief of sinners, right? And connects. Empathy is the first leader in change. Neuroscience says this. It says, rather than, if you hear somebody's problem and situation, rather than just to give them counsel and, to, and give them advice, the biggest component as the change agent is empathy. First, you say sounds hard i'm so sorry you had to go through something like that all of a sudden that hard heart starts opening up and they're ready to listen dads how many of y'all come in with the answer to your kids hey i'll tell you this is how you ought to do it this this and this and you're still doing that 30 years later and the heart wants dad to understand the the heart wants dad to walk alongside the heart doesn't want dad to have all the answers the heart just wants dad to be with them or the boss, or the leader, or whoever. There's a lady, believe it or not, in Ohio. She's a psychiatrist. She charges $200 an hour. For the first 15 minutes, she meets with you. And she has empathy, and she says, man, I'm so sorry, That that sounds really tough, tell me more. For 15 minutes, she talks to you. For the next 45 minutes, you go into a side room, and there's sitting on the table a rock, and you talk to the rock, and you pour out your guts, and people walk out of her office changed. (laughs) I'm thinking, where do I sign up to do that business? 15 minutes, $200, and she says, immediately I connect with them, empathy. They're pouring their heart out. I say, let's continue. You just pour your heart out and tell the story, and they go in, and it's not even that I need... Uh, somebody to give me all the answers. I just need to pour my heart out to a rock. Fascinating, huh? Where are those around you that just need some empathy? That if if their lives were truly going to be impacted for Jesus, is it because you've got all the answers or because you can walk alongside them, just jump into their life right where they're at? Right where they're at. We see that Jesus didn't start going off on him why he was wrong. Jesus says, I want to hang out with you. Can we go to your house? Can we play some wee tennis? I don't know what they were doing. But he wanted to be with him, right? He had empathy. And so empathy led him to this next point which was engagement. In Luke chapter 19 and verse five he says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately, I've gotta stay at your house. Of all the, the people that Jesus could've picked, right, he picks this guy to choose to engage. Usually I'll tell you this, when it comes to engagement, And Jesus is asking our church, let's get off the bench and into the game. The bench would be church settings, where it's safe, where I can come in and just kind of sit and hang as a consumer in a pew while somebody offers me something, rather than I get equipped to go out and play in the game to impact the community around me. Does that makes sense a plus b equals c and we come here we're fed we're trained we're equipped to go out and make an impact and usually engagement happens just outside of your comfort zone it does usually it means taking a little more initiative to have that conversation go just a little bit deeper than weather and sports usually it means hey what's going on inside of your heart Here's something that I like to do, and just use this as a hack if you want to, but I'll usually share something maybe that I'm going through or maybe an area that I want to grow in. Hey, here's something that I really want to grow in in the next quarter, the next six months. Here's two things, boom, boom, I want to grow in, you know, this and this. Are there any things that you want to grow in the next year? Man, yeah, I don't know, I could probably do better at this, could probably do better at that. Great. Would you give me just kind of some access to hold you accountable to your own vision? You want to become this person? Man, what if we held each other accountable to being our best? The conversation got really deep and you've engaged them to become more and more like Christ, more and more like the life of Jesus. Hey, here's some things that I've had to struggle through in my own, in my own marriage. You're 20 years into marriage. What are some things that you could teach me about marriage? And you start engaging one another on things that matter. And I don't know about you, but I want to compete and contend for relationships that matter not just a quick hi just a quick pass you by but let's go deeper into relationships Zacchaeus let's go to your house let's come into that intimate spot let's be inside of your kitchen even think right now what natural relationships do you have what natural relationship that coworker that you work beside the hairdresser I know nothing about the hairdresser Spend a lot of time with the man in the mirror. He takes care of me. Just keeps it clean. Keeps those spikes cut. But who are those people? I'm intentional around this. I've got an assistant coach that I'm just in their lives. This person in the office. What are those natural relationships that are already around you that need to be engaged to another level? You're not going to make an impact if you choose to not engage. We want our lives to make an impact. So I have empathy where they are and I choose to engage those people. We come here to number three number three is encounter in luke 18 verse 8 it says look lord here and now i give half of my possessions to the poor and if i have cheated anybody out of anything i will pay back four times the amount all of a sudden we're seeing a heart change right do we see jesus lecture Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't lecture. I'm not saying that you shouldn't tell that person to change their life, to do these things. At some point, we need to, but Jesus first meets them with care, compassion, empathy, jumps into their world, and the heart begins to shift. He says, hey, I gotta change my life. I've been taking way too many. I'll give back half of everything I have, and if I've ripped off anybody four times the amount, this is is the rich young ruler saying, I'm gonna give it so I can... Be like Jesus. This is, the, this is the, the parable of the tax collector that's beating his chest saying, I've got to change my life. It's an encounter. And I believe the more that we engage people, they will begin to have an encounter with Jesus. What we're doing tonight is the whole church body has opportunity to go to another level with Jesus and with each other. From junior high, high school, our young adults, our prime of life, our oldies but goldies. No, we're not calling them that. Old and goldies. Golden oldies. <laughs> they're getting older, but they're still awesome. I think is what we're calling them. Have opportunity to engage in one another's lives. Also, I'll tell you this. It's hard for people to walk up those seven steps to that front door to walk into a church service when it's much easier to show up at your house, sitting on a couch, eating a taco, throwing cornhole in the yard, and engaging and going a little bit deeper. I want to encourage you to bring some people tonight. I want to encourage you to engage those around you tonight. To so not only just come to consume, but also to come to engage so that people can have encounters. Who needs an encounter? Man, how how awesome would that person be if they just could shift their heart more towards Jesus? They had this Zacchaeus reality. Gosh, I gotta start giving my life to something that is worthy of it. I wanna give my life to something that is worthy of it, and it's more than just ripping people off and getting a a bigger paycheck. I wanna give my life to this cause of Christ, is what Zacchaeus begins to say. Also, I think it's really neat in Luke 19, verse five. It says, when Jesus came to the spot. Isn't that cool? He came to the spot. There's a place for encounter. We've got to be intentional get into those places. Get into the place where Jesus is at. Get into a church family where you can connect to the Lord. Get into those places where the conversation matters a little bit more. Get into those places where people's lives, the seriousness and the importance of life, presses on a little bit more weight on what truly matters. Get those people to the spot. And when Jesus got to the spot, it says he looked up and he saw. I I just can't help but think that if I'm in the right spot, I'm in the right places at the right times, God's gonna be looking upon me. God will see me. God will see you. The more you're in the spot, the more you're in that place, he will see your marriage. He will hear your prayers. He will see what's going on in your life. Zacchaeus was hungry, and he was intentional to climb, to, to, to do whatever he could to have God's eyes get fixed upon him. To the level of your hunger, to the degree of your desire, is to the degree of your visitation. God will encounter hunger, I just firmly believe it. God wants to pursue those that are pursuing him. He will, he will fix his gaze, he will turn, he says, man look at this person, they are knocking, they are seeking, they are pleading, they are praying, I cannot shut them up, they are so hungry. I can't help but engage in their life jesus came to the spot of encounter and zacchaeus's life was forever shifted and i could i tell you this you impact a game changer like zacchaeus you've impacted an entire society that's not going to be overtaxed you impact your boss you've shifted the whole department you've impacted 40 other people's lives think about the impact if you're able to to access the leader think about the impact if you're able to impact the dad the mom the, the the ripple effect on the kids and for generations to come. Powerful visual here. Let's find those spots of encounter. And number four, the fourth E is to encourage. We need to follow up with those people. We need to be intentional to stay into their lives and encourage them to live this life. And in verse 9, Jesus says, Today salvation has come to this house. Salvation is here. I want to tell you that no longer is there a heaviness. No longer is the judgment and the weight of sin. Salvation is now entered, Zacchaeus. Let me encourage you that the presence of God wants to engage into your home. Let me encourage you with this, Zacchaeus, that God wants to do something even more so inside of your family. Encourage your friends in their salvation. Encourage those around you that are pursuing Jesus. How important its it for you to stay in an encouraging, life-giving environment. I'll tell you, environment matters. That's another E, environment. Being in the right ecosystem for things to grow, to be in the right greenhouse so the proper the proper fruits can grow out of that. To be in the spot where Jesus can grow the right fruit out of our lives. Some practical things on how just to encourage. It's words of affirmation, it's text messages, it's cool sermons that you've heard, it's 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 quotes, it's it's things that you can just constantly encourage people. It's inviting them into your home. Jesus says, I gotta get in your home. I want to encourage you, I want to be with you, spending time with those are the areas where we truly can impact people's lives I want to encourage us in this that we would be a church not full of judgment but full of compassion I also want to encourage us that we would live at a standard that our compassion would encourage those to live at a higher standard I'm not saying sloppy grace and everybody's a sinner but y'all get in no, I'm saying there's only one way and that's through Jesus Christ and that we need to have an encounter with him but I want to meet people where they're at and bring them to the places where their lives can be forever changed. Some of those places are happening tonight and I want to encourage you to be a part of, of our life groups. Maybe for some of you, you're here this morning you're thinking, man, I need my life changed. I want to have this encounter with Jesus. I'm hearing what you're saying and I, and, and I, need, I need my heart engaged at a deeper level afterwards I'm going to be standing here at the back of the sanctuary and I'd love for you to come up and talk I would love to pray with you and it can be just as simple as repenting of our prayer and as hard as changing your life over to Jesus Christ it is a simple first step and it's a hard journey of walking out but it's the best first step and journey that you'll ever take in your life I want to close us with prayer this morning if you would stand with me as we close As our church makes a deeper commitment toward these life groups, towards engagement, toward discipleship, I want you to take those serious steps with us all together as a church family. Jesus, we pray that we would have lives of impact. Jesus, I just ask you that every single person here would not just kind of meander about in life. God, there'd be an incredible intentionality to engage. Maybe you thought you were just passing through Walmart, but God wants you to stop and engage. Maybe you just thought you were passing through the gas station, but God wants you to engage. You thought you were just passing through on your job, but God wants you to engage. Change the plan a little bit so that people's lives can be impacted. Lord, I just pray for compassion to hit our hearts. Lord, I pray that we'd have a slower step as we're passing through, to make time for encounters. Lord, I pray this would be an encouraging church, that people walk in here and their heads are lifted, their hearts are encouraged, their faith is inspired. God, I just pray that this would be an encouraging place for people to connect and to pursue you. In Jesus' name. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.